So it's seven metres out. Australia needs to try to win the game. Cobain takes the line out. Australia trying to drive ahead. Regan again. And Larkham. Kefu. Welcome back to another episode of the Running Rugby Podcast. A nice brief one for us this week, unfortunately, uh, due to movements of all our founding members who are scattered all over the place. So um, you just have me for the moment, uh, Archie, coming to you live from Auckland Airport, waiting for a flight to head back to Sydney to see the Waratahs this weekend. Um, I'll hopefully be dialing in to hear from Toby and Leo a bit later on to catch up on what their favourite moment was from the finals over the weekend um, and what they're most anticipating for the start of Trans-Tasman Rugby. It's, it's already here, folks, and it's, it's amazing that we've come so quickly into this where we didn't know last year when we were going to see Australian and New Zealand Super Rugby teams play against each other, but they've made it happen, so credit has to go to the Super Rugby organisers all over. Um, I've just run into the Queensland Reds team uh, waiting for their flight down to Dunedin uh, to take on the Highlanders this weekend. We saw Fraser and Jock Campbell, Angus Scott Young and uh, Liam Wright. Um, obviously, Liam Wright getting another start and Fraser having a bit of a break from the bench this weekend. But looking forward to an exciting game. I remember the start of last year uh, where we had that Highlanders-Reds game and we just saw a bit of explosion coming from the Reds with a full field try culminating in Isaac Rodder's efforts getting down there. So I reckon it's going to be a very exciting game down there in Dunedin. But last weekend, the finals and a couple of games it was indeed. So Chiefs couldn't get going against the Crusaders and really interesting one under the whistle of referee Ben O'Keefe and Man, the dude was doing everything he could not to give a red card out in that. And to be honest, I think it made a little bit of a mockery of what they've been trying to do this whole season. Uh, when you have Cody Taylor taking out Damian McKenzie in the air and dropping him on his head. And, um, and we call that a yellow card. It's interesting how things change um, throughout the season from the start. But in the end, McKenzie couldn't do enough. He was the only guy that was doing, getting much over the game line, getting things done, him and potentially some of the loose forwards getting a bit of forward momentum, but yeah, just not enough effort in the set piece and the scrums. And when Damien McKenzie's your, your only receiving threat in the line out as well, um, it definitely makes things difficult, um, but, but an entertaining overall and, and well done to the Crusaders. They, they deserve it. And, um, I think it's going to be very tough for someone to take the Super Rugby Atiroa title off them uh, for the next little while. I do have to bring up Lester Fainganuku, who had an explosive game on attack, and it's resulted in a few articles coming up and being like, oh, we've found the next All Blacks midfield, um, especially with the um, fact that Nani Lamarpi is now signing and leaving us to head overseas up to Europe. Yes, he's a dangerous ball carrier. Yes, he breaks tackles. Is he your best option in terms of a defensive 13? Is he going to stop some of those wide um, carrying when you come up against the Springboks and come up against the RGs and come up against the Wallabies. I just don't think that that someone like Ian Foster is going to take that risk on someone as unproven as him. I think 
yes, as a wing option, not as a 13 option. Havili on the other chance, yeah, I think that guy has the makings of what the All Blacks would look for uh, in a new number 12. He's got the playmaking ability, he's got the big boot, um, and he's big enough to carry the ball uh, as long as he avoids injury. Going to the Australian game, and look, I, I tipped the Brumbies. I thought I'd made a marvellous tip because uh, the Brumbies seemed to be on top for a lot of this game. The Reds really held on from a defensive effort and it ended up being enough to to slowly work their way up and get that try in the 85th minute. And well done to James O'Connor. I'm not sure why we decided to do the big sort of James O'Connor, let's look back at his past and all of this troubled um, rugby player coming back and culminating in the Reds Championship this year. I mean, he's been back for a couple of years now. He's obviously put all that behind. I'm not sure why we felt the need to keep bringing that up for the game, but look, got to give credit to the guy. He's obviously embraced uh, what's happened to him and he's, he's constantly looking forward and he's happy to talk about that stuff. And the Reds deserved it. We've said it all year. They were the best team from the comp. On the night, were they the best team? I'm not sure that we would say they were. To be honest, I think the second half of that game wasn't the most entertaining. Uh, it was a little bit scrappy, uh, a little bit sort of difficult to really pick a standout. But just based on the season performance, the Reds definitely deserve to take that win. Um, again, looking at the refing, I think Nick Berry probably probably had a better game than Ben O'Keefe. If you want to look at that last five minutes and see whether you think that every call that he made um, was correct, I feel like you could find a few errors. But I mean, credit to the Reds, they kept putting on the pressure and they played to the referee's whistle and they get over. So congratulations to them. In terms of Trans-Tasman this weekend, and we're, we're sort of in this sort of strange sort of role. We've got, we've got the Highlanders hosting the Reds, the Waratahs hosting the Hurricanes on Friday night. On Saturday, we've got three games. We've got the Crusaders hosting the Brumbies. That's going to be a game and a half down in Christchurch. Rebels hosting the Blues down in Melbourne, and the Force hosting the Chiefs. Now, we'll get Leo and Toby in, in just a little bit. For me, though, I'm just going to put out there, Western Force hosting the Chiefs. I think that's going to be an absolute crack of a game. The Force just kept getting better week in, week out. And then you put on the fact that Richard Kahui's been like the sort of big name in that team. And um, him welcoming back his old team in Perth is going to be just amazing. So I can't wait uh, to see what the Western Force pull out there. Um, benefit is for some of these teams that have had a week off, or in the case of the Waratahs and Rebels, two weeks off, is that they will be fielding like starting teams uh, as opposed to some of the other teams like the Reds. Uh, the, we saw the Highlanders are starting to rest a few people. So it will be a little bit interesting to see what happens with those. Um, but definitely... I can't wait to the final game of the round with the Western Force over the Chiefs and I'm putting in the hot tip. I've been backing the Force all season and yeah, I'm going to back them over the Chiefs, which some might say is crazy, but we'll just see this week. Um, hopefully we get some another big sellout crowds coming at all around sort of the Trans-Tasman region for this. Um, nothing better than seeing Suncorp pretty much sold out over the weekend. Um, but let's see if we can get some of my brothers in for their thoughts. Ah, uh, shall we go? Not too bad, mate. Thanks for taking the time. That's all right. Anything for you, mate? Why don't you um, give us a bit of a rundown? What do you think of the finals over the weekend? First off, which one was your favourite? Mate, I think I have to go with the 
Reds game, Reds Brumbies, obviously. And look, the Reds snatched it at the end, as we all know. I think that was just, you know, a really exciting way to end the game, obviously. And not probably the, the most perfect spectacle throughout this game, but, you know, the way that it finished and the amount of excitement generated by that, you know, it was a bit of a fairy tale for the Reds. You know, they didn't get their undefeated season, but they got the, the trophy in the end. So that's what counts. And yeah. yeah, I was over the moon for them. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, what I said, I've already said is that they were they were the best team overall for the whole season. Whether or not they were the best team on the night, I think it, it's what they deserve for their season's performance. Yeah, I agree as well. And I think this has happened probably throughout the three games with the Brumbies this year, that the Brumbies have been right in it. And maybe in two out of the three games almost, maybe the Brumbies have been the better team, but the Reds have found a way to win and that's what counts. Um, and so I think... You know, the, the Brumbies did well to kind of combat a lot of their attack, but they really picked it up late. And with those cards, yeah, it was just too much for the Brumbies to, to hold out. So I think the Brumbies will go on to be a threat in this trans-Tasman competition. But the Reds, yeah, hopefully they haven't celebrated too hard on the weekend and they can front up against the Highlanders on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, what game are you most looking forward to from the weekend, mate? Um, Look, I have to say all the games kind of intrigue me. Um, the thing about it is that the, all the New Zealand teams have been pretty heavily favoured by the bookies. And so I'm, I'm hoping there'll be a, you know, a few upsets in there. You know, I'm thinking even the Rebels might be able to get a win. Um, I don't know if the Reds will be ready to, to back up from that final on such a you know, tight turnaround. I think maybe the Highlanders could get them. But... You know, as you know, we're going to the Waratahs game. You know, I'm just hoping that will be a close one. I'm not hoping for a Waratahs win, really. I think the Hurricanes are pretty dangerous. Um, but, yeah, like I say, I'm really looking forward to actually seeing how these Australian teams stack up. Absolutely. And I think, Leo, have we got you here, mate? Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Oh, wow, you're loud in my ear. Um... What was your favourite moment from the finals over the weekend? The Reds Brumbies game was another epic clash. Like as much as it wasn't such a high scoring affair, it still had all the all the narrative of you know a team, the, I suppose the home team favoured, being held down and held back in the first half, and then uh, just maintaining that strength of mind and and sticking to their fundamentals to put themselves in a winning position late in the game. Uh, so you know that was really exciting. It was, would have been nice if it was. High scoring, a few more tries here and there, but ultimately, I guess the Reds have proven that they're still a very good side, and they're they're capable of um, beating a good another good side without key players like Hunter Paisani. That their system is supporting the next next man up in Josh Fluke, um, and the guys off the bench played a big role as well, keeping the formation together and and not giving Nick Berry a reason to penalise them late in the game so that they could score that try through O'Connor. Tell me what, what game are you looking forward to most uh, for this first round of Trans-Tasman Rugby? It's like Toby said, like the fact that the bookies are so against all of the Australian teams, I thought there'd be a little bit more respect for at least the Reds and the Brumbies. Um, but it seems like they're, they're backing all the Kiwi sides, home or away, to, to do the Australian sides. I guess the, these Kiwi sides, none of them have been perfect. They've all had their ups and downs through the season and... 
I guess you've just got to show that you're not easy beats. You've got to try and shake them early. And particularly the teams playing at home, I think that they really need to, to try and rack up a win at home because the, the, the I don't give them a lot of hope when they're travelling to New Zealand, unfortunately. The, the Force, the Rebels and the, and the Waratahs really are still developing teams and, and they're going to struggle to win in New Zealand. So they want to, want to bank these home games if they can. Yeah, I can't really hang around. Yeah. That's all good, mate. To throw in? Tips, nah, that's all tips? good, man. Yeah, give us your tips. Reds Highlanders, I'm tipping the Reds. Um, even though they're playing a slightly understrength line, probably give some key guys a rest. Uh, they've still got the bones uh, of the team. They've got right back in the starting lineup. They've still got James O'Connor there. Um, still a strong side and with some, with some good talent off the bench as well. Guys like McBride will come through and finish strong, so I'm going to tip the Reds, uh, although I believe it'll probably be, be close. I think all these games where Australian teams will be competitive will be close. Uh, the Waratahs, Hurricanes, I think the, the Waratahs will be lucky to win a game in this competition. Um, but if they're going to do it, they've only got to shut down a couple of key people in this team and, and they give themselves a chance. So they really need to focus on keeping Geordie quiet, focus on discipline in their own half and 10 metres into the, Highland, uh, the Hurricanes half as well to keep the super boot out of it. Um, I think the Hurricanes probably take it. It's, it's probably up at the 10 to 14 mark, unfortunately, but I'd like to see the Waratahs keep it respectable for much of the game. Crusaders, Brumbies, uh, again, it's going to be a, a tough grind. I think this team of Brumbies are, are a quality team. They, they showed in all three games against the best Australian competition that they're, they're so close to, to being able to polish off a win. Um, the Crusaders' systems are very much like the Brumbies' systems, really strong. So you have to you have to break them down at the line out. You have to be competitive at the scrum, and you have to close up their inside backs and not let them spread the ball edge to edge. If they can break up that that edge to edge play that the Crusaders are so fluent at, then then again they give themselves a chance to to play their own game, and they'll be doing everything they can to try and outsmart uh, the Crusaders' defence. What about Rebels and Blues and um, and the Force? So Rebels Blues is an interesting one because I don't I don't think the Rebels have a lot. Um, they've got the coaching change, obviously. That will be interesting to see how they how they approach these games with a hybrid coaching group from their own coaches and from some support from the Wallabies panel. The Blues have been up and down this season, haven't been consistent, weren't what they were last year. But I assume they'll come to Melbourne feeling pretty confident um, that they can. They can do these Australian sides uh, at a gear below what they've been playing. Hopefully that complacency leads them to, to getting down in the dirt with the Rebels who we know just want to play really hard-nosed defence um, but aren't much for scoring points. They're, they're going to be probably kicking a lot and maybe the Blues' discipline will, will be their death. The Force and the Chiefs, unfortunately, it's, it's a tough home game for the Force but I guess that's you'd rather play the Chiefs at home than away. Um, I think the Chiefs probably have this one as well. They've, they've been in good form. They've, they didn't get the Atoroa final silverware, but they, um, they're still a very good team and, and the Force probably aren't quite there yet. The Force should be looking to just um, get a feel for the speed of the play, the style the New Zealanders are bringing and, and be looking ahead to, uh, after this game, probably maybe the Blues, maybe the Hurricanes, maybe the Highlanders as, as teams I'd like to upset. I think their target would be to upset um, at least one, maybe two teams, if that's possible for them. That would be a pretty good result for this competition. 
Awesome, Leah. Thanks for taking the time out of your day, mate. Um, appreciate it. Love to hear you. Love to hear it. I reckon you're spot on in a few there. Hopefully we see yeah more upsets than not this weekend based on the bookies. Yeah, we're very exciting. I hope that we're not watching two speeds of play. New Zealand teams coming over with a lot of a lot of pace and a lot of intensity. I want to see the Australian teams lift and match that, even if they're not quite on par at the skills level. Yeah, Arch, I'll just chip in with some quick tips um, following Leah's analysis, I think. Look, the, the Reds, I think they would have partied quite hard for a day or two there, and then it's probably straight back into training. Brad Thorne leading, leading them into that, obviously, on the short week over New Zealand already. And I think the Highlanders having not played on the weekend will just be that little bit fresher. I don't, I actually like to look at the lineup they put out. There's some good continuity forming in their team. And I think the, the Highlanders might just pit the Reds, unfortunately, but I think the Reds, you know, down there in the next few games will establish themselves well in this competition. Um, in terms of Brumby's Crusaders, again, I think it'll be a similar story I think the Brumbies may have a chance to upset the Crusaders if they partied hard as well. But look, the Crusaders do have some good depth there, so I think they will still get the win. Then um, we'll go to what Tars Hurricanes. Look, I don't think the Tars really have a chance in this one. <laughs> Hurricanes actually look like a very, very potent, dangerous lineup. You know, with the potential to score forty points in this game with relative ease. Um, so Waratahs will just need to focus on their defence and not try anything too tricky. I think they've got to be quite conservative. So I think the Hurricanes will do this pretty easily. Um, Rebels Blues, look, I think the Blues might come in slightly arrogant into this one. And with the Rebels' defence and their physicality, they may actually surprise them a bit down in Melbourne. So I might tip a narrow victory by the Rebels here. Um, it's um, it's definitely going to be a, you know, it's two different, very different teams in this one, I think. Although the Rebels, you know, don't have the propensity to score a lot of points, I think that their defence could actually keep it close and maybe the Blues will panic a bit. Force Chiefs, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to be a bit too handy in this one for the Force. Um, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think travelling over to Perth, isn't probably ideal coming off the back of that final. Um, the force will be well prepared. They'll be eager, but I think the class of the Chiefs probably wins out narrowly in this one too. Yeah, I, I like I like the tip of the Rebels at home, but I, I still you probably missed it. I um I put the Chiefs uh, force as my my most anticipated game. I'm just keen to see Richard Kahui up against his old team uh, in the Chiefs there. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's. I think there's just some really, really good matchups here. And yeah, I just hope we don't say prove the bookies right in seeing, you know, lines of 10 to 15 points in every game. You'd hope yeah. that the Australian teams have improved. I think, you know, obviously the Reds and Brumbies have been very strong all year. Um, it's almost a shame that they haven't had an extra week off maybe to prepare. But I mean, the Chiefs and the Crusaders are in the same boat at least. But it's, yeah, yeah it's going to be a great competition. I think it's, you know, five games for each team, each of the teams in a very, you know, yeah, it's a short and sharp season and it's just basically going to be very intense for that, that period and then we're into the internationals. So lots to look forward to. Absolutely. Um, and they have adjusted the laws now. So um, no 50-22, no captain's challenge, just the goal line dropouts more or less and there will be extra time but only for the final 
so they've slimmed down a few of those laws. So that will be another interesting sort of part, seeing the difference between Kiwi refs refing the Australian teams and the Australian refs refing the Kiwi teams because they have focused on different things um, so far. In the... Anyway, Toby, um, I'll say goodbye, mate. Thanks for tuning in. No worries, mate. It's a pleasure and uh, I'll see you shortly. Yeah, mate. I'll be off the flight in a few hours. Great. Nice one. Anyway, guys, obviously a bit of a short one. I do apologise for the poor audio quality with people having to dial in on their phones and you may hear a few airplane announcements in the background. Um, I'll soon be on my Qantas flight back to Sydney. Only other major news I wanted to bring up was um, Cadbury. Uh, now official sponsor of the Wallabies and Wallaroos. So there we go. We're going to start, have to start calling them the, the Cadbury Wallabies, which is a bit of an interesting ring to it. But um, I've been assured by uh, many players that the front rowers are absolutely loving this announcement. So that's good to hear. Um, as always, make sure you're checking out uh, our Instagram at Running Rugby Podcast. Uh, you can put up uh, your tips there and see what you think um, and have a look at the team lineups as they get announced as well. Um, We'll be back with a bit more of a formal one next week, guys. Uh, But until then, keep on running. Run.